the star, the star, the star. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pan, seven the pan. That dude fizz on the fizz on the feet. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound shape, sound shape, sound shape. Round the king, round the king, homie. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the field. Starting five forever keeping the real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, teams and all seeds, they taking no shorts. No pot the devil. Yes, these are the sports podcasts live as a pro's course. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, it's just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part in line. It's always this season if people start five, start five. We're going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you need, we got what you need. If it's sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking cause we live it. We got what you need, we got what you need. We're going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you need, what you and y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the hell cast yes, I got what you need, I got what you need, 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 what you I can't show y'all what I was just looking at on TikTok. But anyway, this your boy, the man. You know what I'm saying? I all the way from Deepest Darkness, Africa. We are back with the newest episode of The Starting Five. As always, we need y'all to hit this thing that I forgot to put up on there, the QR code that helps you get to the start five everything. But without further ado, let's get right into it. The man who was missing last week, he's back, re-energized, reinvigorated, all that good shit. What's good with you? What up, y'all? Pleasure being back. Happy to be able to chill and chop with y'all again this week. Got some good topics. <clears throat> so uh, wishing everybody a uh, fabulous uh, last week in the Women's History Month. Looking forward to getting into some stuff today. Well, the stuff is the stuff is the Sweet 16s, and that's it. Because you know what? We, we are passing up on a lot of news. But I keep it real. Like I, I'd rather have some fun. Then constantly just recapping the weekly goings on because gotcha, yeah. yeah, you gotta break it up. Ever, you gotta break yeah, it up. And it, it's not as evergreen, like you know, and then to let's keep it real. I, I'm just being fully transparent before we get to TJ and his opening. Well, actually, TJ, I said your name. Yo, first of all, I meant to mention this last week, but shout out to my alma mater. Mount Vernon High School for winning a New York State record 12th state championship last week. My boys did it again, finished 23 and 0 for the season, ranked third in the state, and I think like ninth nationally. Shout out to them boys. They've been doing it since I graduated when they went 26 and 0 and they won everything. They got mad county titles, mad section titles, and for them to win a 12th straight. Uh, 12th a record 12th ch- state championship is just phenomenal. That just means we got good shit going on out there. So shout out to them. 
one clap for them. If only I could care. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I've said it before and I say it again. I only but, uh, care what's about up, yo? high school. I only care about high school sports now because my daughter's in high school. Once she leaves high school, I'm not going to care again until my other daughter's in high school. I just find it. It's yeah, I know it's how you find out about the new athletes and all that. I just find it creepy. And I've said this, and I full transparency once again. Shout out to the brother JP. He hasn't been on the block in a minute, but he, you know, he he's still a part of this nonetheless. And he's a big high school sports guy, but I just find it creepy to be following high school sports when you ain't got no kids in it. That's just me. That's just me. I know people love it. I know people enjoy it in some places in the country. That's the only sports they have. I'll give you that respect. I just had a comfort uncomfortability with it. And, you know, the former high school athlete in me is, you know, it's like, eh, I've been there. Listen, I, I don't follow my it. high school at all. But when I read that they just won the state championship for a <laughs> yeah, 12th time, I just. Yeah, props to them, for sure. Yeah. Props to them. I have yeah, to admit, I <clears throat> that tournament of championship game in Jersey last week was ridiculous. Yo, I heard. Camden, that was that was if you're just a fan of basketball and seeing good competition, that was that was money to watch. You was there? No, I I, <clears throat> I watched it remotely, and I'm glad JP put something on that because I would have never known. I'm glad he put something. On that. <laughs> no, because JP JP traveled that's to Camden. Yeah, like that, and that's. You know, there's other arguments behind that, but he travels where Camden has a game. Like, he'll go, he'll come up to North Jersey for Camden to have a game. You know, but I digress. We are here for, again, the last episode dedicated to the ladies um, in Women's History Month with this week's Sweet 16s for the greatest woman athlete. But um, let's talk in again. I, I'm being fully open and transparent about a lot of shit. But let's read this comment first. I'm sorry, anybody listening on the podcast, um, that that I'm kind of going all over the place. That's just kind of how it goes sometimes. And shout out to the homie Ed Molina. He says us New Yorkers don't have the same affinity for high school sports because the emphasis is always pro sports in this region. Then pecking order is Yankees, Knicks, Giants in that order, and it won't change soon. He's absolutely right. Absolutely, no matter how much one team sucks over the other, you know, giant, you know, Mets, Jets, it would probably be the follow up after that. But those two teams have been asked for decades, so you know, like the hardcore, the hardcores, the hardcores will let you know. All day, every day, they're still Mets and Jets fans. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, pecking order is Yankees, Knicks, Giants, or Yankees, Giants, Knicks, because the Giants have actually won recent championships. Right, they flip-flop. Yeah. But, yeah, and I agree. I agree. But, like I was saying, because I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm in – I've been in a venting mood recently, but I don't vent. I haven't vented to nothing because it's good to I've vent, le- though. I've learned humans don't care. I've learned humans don't <laughs> give a shit. And vent anyway, he, vent anyway, vent yeah, anyway. And, 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 and as much as we want more women listeners, 
the seven years we've been doing the start and five, we've always dedicated Women's History Month to women. And we want, we still want y'all as fans of the show. I've seen the group actually increase in numbers recently, yet participation is still down. But there's going to be a re, you know, there, there's going to be some rethinking. We got to invite more there's, ladies onto the show, Dan. Yeah, there's going to be some rethinking amongst a lot of things that we do on this show. And yeah, I mean, I, I still want to continue to dedicate this month to women, but I also want more women to be a part of the show. You know, yeah. I, want, I want more participation. Um, yeah, I, I'll just, you know what? I'm venting, but I'm keeping it friendly. <laughs> I'm venting, but I'm keeping it friendly. But if you get the gist of what I'm Word. saying, bring y'all asses. They ain't nothing to be afraid of. Two of us are married on this show. <laughs> so we ain't going to be here hitting on you. It's not that party. I'm not. No. <laughs> TJ is not. not, though. <laughs> 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 Holler at me in the DMs. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Find him in the club. But anyway, <laughs> no, no, you won't. Nah, I feel you. But anyway, enough of this fucking rambling. I'm just kind of just, just talking, just to be talking. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. TJ, introduce this because this is your thing this week. Well, this was this wasn't a, a easy a top sixteen. This wasn't an easy list to compile. I had to go through several lists to 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 really see what how they were shaping out at the end. And a lot of these, a lot of the lists weren't even up to date. They were only going back to like the early two thousand. So to find a more com- complete list, more up to date, this is the list I came up with. But it's. We're doing a sweet 16 of the greatest female athlete of all time. You guys got favorites, you know, to win it all. But none of these women are slouches in any of their sports. They carried the bag for their sports, the torch, however you want to call it. They were facing the sports for some of them decades. You know what I'm saying? So they're out here doing it. They respect to everyone, every woman in this tournament. They deserve to be there. Yep, and and as I'm as I should have done a better job, I'm working to get the actual brackets up. Um, what we did was because we are in somewhat of the, like the testing stages on this show, or what to do for future tournaments. So what what I tried last night was, let's try to open up the voting a little bit earlier. Let's see if we could get some votes in to make up for some of the people that might not be watching live. And as I look at the live numbers, yeah, this is this is why I did what I did. <laughs> is to is to uh to try to get more people into checking it out and checking out the just the the tournament brackets as a whole. So voting opened up last night and would continue till today. And I am going to and let me pull up oh fuck what the fuck is going on here? I'm trying to pull up the, <laughs> trying to damn pull up the damn, uh, the damn screen for where the, the brackets. Uh, yeah, the brackets. But well, let me 
let me keep finagling around and let me see if I could just get it like this. All right, you know what? I found a way to do some shit about it. Who's getting arrested? Oh, no, that's just uh, probably volunteer firefighters. They're all over this fucking place. Damn, I should have me looking out my window. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm here. It makes I'm, me feel like I'm in the Bronx, but I'm not. Right? <laughs> As they say, I'm outside and they ain't here. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, there we go. Came up. So here we go. Sorry for the delay, y'all. Sorry for the sloppiness. But you know, once we get into it, that's when the fun starts in it. Oh, you son of a bitch. Did you just see that? No. no. Did y'all just see that? I a heard fun. I heard something, but I didn't see. Yo, a bird literally flew across my face like this. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch that back again. Yo, I. I'm gonna yo, have to watch that back. That was some. I heard fucking, something squeak. That was it. Yeah, a bird literally just and it went this way across me. I felt it like hit me. Oh, a I'm gonna bit. watch. I'm gonna watch the that replay. Was, that was some fucking Randy Johnson fucking knocking a pigeon out the <laughs> air. Shit. Oh shit! But anyway, TJ, if you could read the screen. Give the rundown for the, the tournament seedings and what went through your head in, in creating this one through 16 in this exact order. Well, that's the way the list I had played out. And I was like, you know what? This is a fair assessment of how it should be allotted for this type of tournament. So I just went with the top 16 and I ran it all the way down to to number one. So that's 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 how I got to. Uh, the list and uh, had it looking the way it did. And that's how I came to the conclusion of how they, how they were seated. Okay. Well, Excuse that's me, why I was they, trying to ask you to, to read the seatings, but I'll do that for you. Cause I have it all up. I can't see it, but I'm, uh, I'm trying. Yeah. All good. I got it. Well, what we have is one through 16 Serena Williams versus Jenny Fitch eight, nine matchups, Steffi Graf, Allison Phoenix, mm-hmm. Felix, my bad. 413, Simone Biles versus Lindsey Vaughn. 512 matchup, Mia Hamm versus Althea Gibson. 215, Babe Didrikson versus Chris Everett. Yo, not, if you don't know who Babe Didrikson is, it is she's a monster. Please not look Jim, Not Jim Everett, y'all, for y'all to say. Oh, we remember that way. We remember never, that, right? Never forget, as they used to say. But uh, Flojo versus Lisa Leslie. This is an intriguing matchup. Very intriguing matchup. Jackie Joyner Kersey versus Wilma Rudolph. And then Diana Taurasi versus Katie Ledecky. So just starting from the top, let me get into the group's votes. And starting off with uh, starting off with um, the first round, the first matchup, the one through 16, I'm only going off of the votes that were on the post that I put up. And it's a 4 okay. nothing, uh thrashing for uh, this matchup here, which I have to uh, share the screen. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting sloppy with this shit. <laughs> I'm getting real shitty with this shit. But what the hell? Why is the preview not coming up? 
Oh, bro. Great. What the fuck? All right, you know what? Fuck this bullshit for now. I'm going to figure it out while y'all talk in a second. But Jamal, because TJ can't vote. <clears throat> I mean, do we really have to vote any further? No, man. The go to goats in the, in the suite, bro. You know, and it, yeah. it's, it's not even. Yeah. yeah. No discussions no, to be made. This is a dog but walk. TJ, yeah, but TJ, do you, I mean, you worked hard on getting the facts behind each athlete. So do you want to run them down? For yeah, well, yeah, well, Jenny Fitch is no slouch, man. She had a, a 51 straight, there's an NCAA record, 51 straight winning streak as a pitcher, two-time Olympic, uh, two-time Olympic medalist, uh, one-time AP college athlete, women's college athlete of the year. Her track record, she was the face of women's softball for decades. And, um, I mean, it's sad that she had to go up against the GOAT. But, I mean, it's it's a wash. We already know what Serena's, who she is, what she's done for the sport, and her, her accomplishments. So, I mean, it, it's sad that it ended up that way, but it, this was this was a straight dog walk. My bad, y'all. That it was. That it absolutely was. So no need to count that one even any further. But next up, surprisingly, we got Babe Didrikson, Chris Everett in a two fifteen matchup, and Chris Everett's winning. Now I I don't I'm not honestly fully familiar with Babe Didrikson. But TJ, run the stats down to try to help convince our votes because, yeah, 2 nothing right now for I, – I think that's a vote of unfamiliarity. It definitely is. Babe Didgerson was a beast in two sports, all right? And her accomplishments far exceed um, what, what, she, what people know her for. Um, give me a second. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm I'm sorry, Dan. I'm slapping. It's all right. Well, as you're pulling it up, you're freezing up. But Jamal, what do you have on Babe Didrikson that you might know of? Uh, Babe Didrikson, uh, number one, she was track and field and golf. She was a pro in both. Um, she was uh, she's an animal actually. She actually pitched in string. I think spring training in Major League Baseball. She pitched four innings. So she was a freak of an athlete. So compared to, you know, although Chris Everett in her field of tennis um, is one is one of the best all time, she's not she's not the level of where Babe Didrikson is. Um, doing my best to, you know, um, whenever we, we talk about an athlete that we can't, you know, that we haven't seen live, especially from the past, you know, there's certain things that are missing, which is um, context to, to the time period they were in. And the impact. So I'm trying to do my best assessment here. But Yo, just, just running man. down uh Babe Didrikson's uh resume though is ridiculous. It seemed like she could she could have went pro if they had pro women's sports and all the all the sports that she was getting, she could have gone pro in anything. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, I okay. mean so, so yeah, so she won two gold medals in track and field in the 32 Summer Olympics before turning to a professional golfer. And then 
she went on to win 10 LPGA major championships. Like she retired from track and field and went into golf, golf and destroyed that shit. And she was, they call her like the, um, the Jackie Robinson of uh, female golf, uh, women's golfing, because she was one of the first ones to do it. Babe Dickerson is a beast. And not only did she excel in uh, track and field and golf, but also in basketball and as well as baseball. So, I mean, do do the do the work on Babe Dick, uh, Dickerson. She is a beast, and you should be, get familiar with her. She's not spoken about enough in women's sports as an athlete. Well, it seems like in sports at all. But then, right, we have her opponent, TJ. Who she went up against? I'm sorry. Nigga, you made this damn thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't see it. So Chris, Chris Everett. Chris Everett. Chris Everett. Jim Everett. Right. Chris Everett has the all-time winning percentage for a female tennis athlete. You would think it would be Serena, but Chris Everett won 89% of her matches. She won... A, one major Grand Slam, 13 years in a row, at least one major Grand Slam for 13 years consecutively. She's no slouch on the court. She has uh, 22 or 23 uh, Grand Slam championships. She she is a beast in, within her own right. But when you're doing it in two sports like Babe Dickerson, you, you don't stand a chance. You don't stand a chance. And I think that's where my vote has to go is Babe because – Multiple sports versus one sport. Now, yeah, it's good to dominate the one sport you're in. But to sound like you're dominating in every sport you touch, that's kind of big. You know, that, that's that's kind of big. So my vote to make it three, no, actually to make it 2-1 is for Babe, Jamal. I'm going with Babe. Hands down. Interesting. So unlike unlike last week, unlike last week, we got a tiebreaker in the first round. It didn't wait till the end. Mm. 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 This is where familiarity comes in. Like you said, Dan. You know what I'm saying? Most, most uh, Chris Everett is more of a, a household name than Babe Dickerson at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, and I was stating earlier, she's she's not spoken about enough as a woman athlete who 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 did her thing in her time. But two gold medals, that shit is hard enough in track and field. Yeah, but then to turn I, around and win, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and in all actuality, there is no tiebreaker because. There is a vote for Babe Didrikson, and our two votes kind of push it over the edge. Nice. So 3-2, Babe. 3-2, Babe, for the win. So that, uh, you know what, I'm going to keep track of the seedings because, let's remember, I still didn't figure out how to make fucking Shalom's work properly <laughs> to, to get the, the brackets moving. I made these images that aren't loading so it's literally become a fuck everything kind of day but let me i got the brackets up that i could just read them and we went from 116 to 215 now 314 
Jackie joined the Kersey. Wilma Rudolph. TJ hit us with the facts for each. All right. So Wilma Rudolph, monster, but she retired very early. She was in the Olympics in 1956 as a 16-year-old, won, uh, won the bronze in the 4 by 100 and then came back uh, and won in the in 1960 games. Retired at the very early age of 22. Um, so there's not much to go again uh, to work with with Miss Rudolph going against. Uh, I'm sorry, Dan. Who's the third seed there? Jackie Joyner Kersey. Jackie Joyner Kersey. Well, we don't. We. I mean, her name rings bells throughout track and field. Um. Three gold, two uh, silver, and two bronze. Um, she brought her own style to the Olympics with the nails and the hair. Changed the game completely for uh, the Summer Olympics in track, track and field. Um, I mean, if we just got to go straight up medals versus uh, Wilma Rudolph, Jackie, Jordan Kersey's got it. I concur with that. Um, Jackie Joyner uh, steamrolls her with six golds. Jackie Joyner Kersey is possibly one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen and, and how well-rounded she was um, in terms of, of, of track and field and just in general. And um, Wilma Rudolph indeed was no slouch and she was pioneering, but um, it's, it's, it's hard to take out, uh, to, to, to overlook Jackie Joyner's um, accomplishments and her longevity. Right, right. I mean, to make the, to make the Olympics, what Wilma Rudolph did at 16 years old is no is no small feat as it is. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what era you're in. You're a 16 year old making the Olympics. That shit is huge. Facts, which is why my vote's going for Jackie Joy Kersey. Also, uh, sorry, Miss Wilma. <laughs> you know, Wilma Rudolph, but uh, it's it's that old thing of. You didn't do enough, unfortunately. Right. While we're going against a woman who arguably is the one of the goats in track and field history, period. In some respects, male or female, you know. But definitely, in the women's case, she is the one of the goats, if not the goat. So, I mean, the group had this one. The group had this one tied up at 2-2. But Jamal and I pushed this one over to make it 4-2. Yeah. So Jackie Joint Kersey moves on. And I'm making sure I fill out these brackets here to make sure everything is actually set. So I It's hard to go against a heptathlon athlete, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's tough. And like you said, she didn't have enough work. You know what I'm saying? As good as she was, she didn't. Ha- she didn't have enough work. Yep. But um, next up, since I'm going in order, the 413 battle is Simone Biles versus Lindsey Vaughn. Um, the disrespect. Well, he, this is actually not that disrespectful. This is going right about the way it should be going. For nothing, being a group thus far, Simone Biles over Lindsey Vaughn. Give us the facts, though, TJ. Yo, Lindsey Vaughn is no slouch. She was the face of uh, women's skiing for a very long time. Uh, she's got 82 World Cup championships. She's one of just six women 
to win uh World Cup in each of the disciplines, slalom, giant slalom, super G, super combined. Um, I forgot the last one. Uh, oh, downhill and downhill. Um, Lindsey Vaughn is a true, true goat of women's skiing. Uh, she, like I said, she was the face of women's skiing for a very long time, but she's going up against the goat of gymnastics, which is a way harder discipline. I mean, when you get a move named after you in the Olympics, I mean, what's more to be said? She did the Biles, and only Biles is doing the Biles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to even go any further than that. <laughs> I, I mean, I I can only concur in adding on. I mean, for me, Jamal, this is all right. Simone Biles next. Yeah, it's, it, it, <laughs> I mean, for real, it's like uh, she's going up against a goat of goats. If people really understood just how dominant Simone Biles has been in that sport with that uh, difficulty, just look at the names in historical gymnastics and those names that 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 ring out, like uh, Nadia Comaneci and, and, and right, and, Mary Lou Retton. You know what I'm saying? Simone Biles like, is better than them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard, and, and unfortunately, a sport the sport Lindsey Vaughn's in is obscure to most people, most of us who are warm blooded. Um, so we may not, have, she may not have the names, you know, uh, uh, name recognition of, uh, uh, to compare against, but with Simone Biles and the way Simone Biles does it, and how long she's been doing it, it's, it's like, man. Pure dominance, man. It wasn't even close when she stepped on the mat. You know what I'm saying? Like when she came on, she did a routine. Everybody else was playing for second. So even on her bad days, you know, she was still meddling. You know Crushing. I mean? Yeah. 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 So, all right. So, I kind of wrote it down before we even announced it. Simone Biles for the win. That should have been obvious from gate. Next up, the person who's going to be going against Simone Biles in the next round, 5 12 matchup Mia Hamm versus Althea Gibson. Read them stats off, TJ, and the facts, and then we'll make our decision after I let y'all know. That right now, Althea Gibson is up three to one. Yo, Mia Hamm. Mia Hamm is no slouch. Multiple World Cup championships, multiple Olympic medals. Um, face of women's soccer, the one of the first faces of women's soccer, and bringing the U.S. national team to the forefront, which was very hard to do. Uh. In, in the day and age that when Mia Hamm was out. But Althea Gibson, another two-sport star, and that's hard to beat. That's hard to beat. Uh, Althea Gibson did it in tennis as well as in golf, and she dominated both both sports as well. And this goes back to the two-sport over one sport, Dan. And when you dominate in both sports, as opposed to just one, it's hard. it's hard to compete against that. Not, yeah. not nothing against me and him at all. Yeah, but this is maybe the one time I'm gonna go for somebody op op opposite of the two sport athlete thing. It's what mm -hmm. you said in the beginning. The impact that this woman gave gave American soccer when women were finally allowed to have a women's world cup 
Well, it's not that it was finally allowed to have, but like it finally became popularized. And I think actually, no, it was at the start of the Women's World Cup. It was early 90s teams. And the, the level of dominance that she and the other women of the U.S. rep, you know, uh, 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 maintained and putting women's soccer on the map the way that they have, you know, like in some respects, you could say setting the foundation for the the NWSL, I think. I forgot what the, the yeah, National, National, yeah, women's, National women's, women's Soccer, soccer League. League. I should yep. know it better than that because I was going to say so a person like Mia Hamm set the table for a per for a person like my cousin Kristen Edmonds to be playing professionally in the U.S. Well, she she set the table you know, for like the like, Amy Wambachs and all these other uh, uh, women's soccer. She's a goat in the women's soccer in, in women's soccer. She's right, a goat. Right. So my vote is just kind of going on larger impact. I think. I think. I think. Yeah, Althea Gibson did something for for women and for black women specifically, but Mia Hamm and the USA women's Olympic team, who still is better than the men's Olympic team and possibly the only U.S. team I'll ever root for, which is the women's soccer team, along with men's basketball. Maybe that's about it. Um, The impact, the impact of what her and those women started in the early 90s. It still runs today, no doubt. It still um, runs today, so I, I have to go with that kind of logic mm, over, okay. you know, over just uh, the greatness in Althea Gibson. The greatness, there's no denying, you know, as we're saying, that doesn't mean they're whack, that doesn't mean they're slouches, it's just global impact. I gotta go, I gotta go, me and him. Sorry, y'all. Um, Dan, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Um, it's another instance where I had, wow. to, I had to go GOAT versus Pioneer. And Mia Hamm is quite possibly, if not the second, at least the third, the greatest soccer player of all time, female soccer player of all time. That's hard to, that's hard to overcome. I don't know if Althea is top 10 in either sport, in tennis or female golf of all time. And that's, that's, that was the difference mm. for me. You know, so it was hard for me to do that. Although, you know, Althea was amazing in what she did. And, and being, um, winning in two sports like she did, yeah, that's a hell of an accomplishment. But the domination of Mia Hamm, it just globally, um, it wasn't just here in a true global sport, a, a true sport where you're competing against the entire world like she did. It's, you can't overlook that and the impact. Yeah, so TJ, it's, this is on you. It's three three. Wow, wow! You guys might have swayed my vote, though. You guys have might have swayed my vote because I was all in on Althea, but y'all are right, man. Like f- for the time that Mia Hamm did her thing was, like you said, we didn't really pay attention to women's soccer at, at all before her, or it showed no interest. And she's the one that started this whole winning streak of UN's women's national team winning all these world cups so you know what i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to defer and, and go me and him on this one especially what she brought to the game and to women's soccer and getting all these young players that we talk about now christy chastain the amy wambachs like i said you know what i'm saying to the forefront she's she's a true legend of the sport 
Yeah. And and unfortunately, like I said, like like what Jamal said, it's like we don't know if Althea Gibson was even the best at. You know what I'm saying? And I guess we could right. say time time and 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 actually seeing these athletes is is the thing, you know what I'm saying? We could go with recency bias on this one. In some respects, yes. Because we yeah, because we were able to live and see and understand the impact. Right. I think a lot of Althea Gibson is it's reading stats and coming up from history and understanding right. the lore behind the woman and, and everything that, that that she entailed, she embodied, she brought to the world of women's sports. Like, yeah, there's no denying what the woman has done, especially being an inspiration for hundreds of millions of black women in general, whether you know her or not, you move in her footsteps as an athlete. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, yep. her footsteps move on no further in this tournament. I'm sorry. <laughs> no disrespect intended. But let's move on to the 6-11 matchup. Katie Ledecky versus Diana Taurasi. Now, this one, oh shit. Diana Taurasi is up in the group 3-1. And I wanted to be petty and go against Diana Taurasi because you didn't put Maya Moore in this tournament. But, <laughs> but, I'm, not, but I'm not good, but I'm not gonna do that. I gotta go with Diana Taurasi. Easily top two or three goats. I mean, to me, you know, to me, top, you know, she could be in the top two, three to five of all time women basketball players, period. You know, and the domination that she's obtained from college through the pros. I'm sorry, Katie Ledecky. A lot of us don't care about swimming that much. <laughs> You're right. You're right. She's one. She's going to go down as one of the you know best swimmers but of all bad. time. Uh, you're supposed to give the stats, and I jumped you with my vote. That's okay. I'm pulling it up right now. So, well, while pause while he's pulling it up, Jamal, do you want to vote? <laughs> yeah, I went with uh, I went with Tarasi, man. Um, as nice as you know, Kaylee Decky had a great a great uh, career. Uh, as a swimmer, she's she is dominant. Um, she would have to be Michael Phelps dominant in order to compete with Diana Taurasi, I believe, in terms of, of um, in terms of of her her career and her longevity. How dominant she was in college, how long she's been in the league, the chips she wins, and a lot of people's WNBA list. She's 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 number one of all time. So. Um, Sorry, Katie went up against another goat. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know what, TJ? Yeah. No need for facts. This was a trounce. All right. <laughs> Yo, you got a five nothing shutout. I got to gotta run to the bathroom real quick. I can't. There's nothing I can do. Great. So now we have to rely on uh, facts that we don't have with us, Jamal. And we so, got to, we, it's okay because we know who these women are. 7-10 matchup. Currently a tie in the group. Flojo Ooh. versus Lisa Leslie. Mm. 
Flojo versus Lisa Leslie. Now let me um let me pull up let me pull up some of the at least wiki stats on uh what Flojo has done because this this one is a tough matchup. Like we all love Florence Griffin and you know her life was unfortunately cut short here and there. But let's look at this. She's a three-time Olympic gold medalist all in the 88 Seoul Olympics, 100, 200, 4 by 100 team, silver in 84 Los Angeles Olympics at the 200 meter, and silver at 80 in uh, the, the 4 by 400 at Seoul. World Championships, 87, gold in the 4 by 100, silver in the 200 meters by, in, uh, in uh, Rome in 1987. At the time, hold on, she once either still or once held the world record in the 100 for women with a 10.49 and in the 200, 21.34. Great shit, but let me look up Lisa Leslie, who I know has like a whole cavalcade of fucking achievements. The fucking shit. And here we go. We got Lisa Leslie. And again, folks, I, I am using Wikipedia. Call me cheating. Whatever the fuck you want to say. I don't care. But let's read the accolades. And they're pretty damn long. 97 to 2009 on Los Angeles Spark. Honda Sports Award in 94. Two-time WNBA champion. Back-to-back with finals MVP. In 2001-2002, three-time MVP, eight-time All-Star, three-time All-Star Game MVP, eight-time All-WNBA First Team, four-time All-WNBA Second Team, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, two-time All-Defensive First and Second Teams. Uh, She's made the WNBA's 10th, 15th, 20th, 25th Anniversary Teams. N- numbers 9 and 33 retired by the Los Angeles Sparks and the USC Trojans. Four-time gold medalist in the Olympics. Two-time gold medalist and one bronze in the World Championships. World University Games gold and Jones Cup gold in 1992. My vote goes for Lisa Leslie. I am sorry, Flo Joe. But Lisa Leslie just just accomplished way more. It, that way more. Yeah, it, it's the, it's the it's the um, the body of work, and for the and for the amount of time, there's too much. If if Flojo had another Olympics like that, although I think she still has the record, right, for the the hundred meter. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So there there is that that which there's is that, but... anybody who knows track and field, hard as fuck, hard as hell. Hard as hell to to crack world records, but do we go with Jamal? The length of time she's had the world record versus the laundry list of accolades I just wrote, read for for Lisa Leslie. Yeah, I'm going. I gotta go with Lisa Leslie, man. It just there's something to be said for being dominant at a top of the game for an expanded period of time. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm and... with I'm with y'all on that. I'm with y'all on that. I mean, she did win 
five medals, three gold, and two silver in Flojo, but the accolades of what Lisa Leslie has done for her sport. And like I said, impact as well as um, what she brought to women's basketball, you know what I'm saying? It's, in more recent times, um, it, it, it weighs out heavy. Like you said, body of work and the accomplishments is what did it. Yeah. So last but not least, this is a tough one too. Allison Phoenix versus Steffi Graf at the 8-9 matchup. Run them stats, TJ. All right, we're going to get into Steffi Graf first. And Steffi Graf won 22 major singles titles, second most start of the Open Era since 1968, and third most of all time, of all time. She married a legend in uh, Andre Agassi, um, that, that notwithstanding. But she's won uh, 22 Grand Slam championships. She's no slouch. Steffi Graf really... Uh, did her thing. She was number one for a record 377 weeks, which was topped by Serena, who won for 398 weeks. But um, Steffi Graf, nothing not, not to, uh, not to uh, feel bad about in this matchup, uh, considering who she was going against. And um, the other one, Allison Felix. I'm sorry, my You'll stats just uh, crashed on me. Well, I got them for I got them for you, and I after I pulled up Allison Felix, like I know where my vote is going. Okay, this goes to the laundry list of wins in tight and and golds. This woman has 21 golds between Olympics, World Championships, and World Indoor Championships. Six silvers and three bronzes overall. I am, and if I if I read more of, all right, shit, I can just go to this because they didn't count this in the medal count that I just read. Diamond League, 2010, golds and first place wins in the 200, the 400, the 200 in 2014, and 2015 in the 200 meters. I, man, listen, dominance. Gets cut by Nike after having a baby, comes back, just dominates some more. Allison Felix, you get moved on to the next round by me. And in the group, it's a 2 2 tie, Steffi Graf versus Allison Felix. So, Jamal, where are you going? I'm going with Steffi Graf, bro. Allison, it, this is a hard one because they both have longevity. Woo. Allison Phoenix dominated, dominated. You know, um, but if if I'm correct, it seems like her, the majority of her domination was in the relay. Um, which, which, yeah, I get that because you are a component of a piece of a team. Right. Okay. I and you, and you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I can yeah. see it because a lot of them were yes in relays. Yeah. I can see that. Graf, you know, again using just time and context and relevance to the time period, what she was doing in her minute was was ridiculous. With the amount of grand slams that she was she was winning per per year. Um, I think she has a couple of records too. Um, 
and it took another goat of goats to to, to replace her as number one. So right, um, I, I gotta go with Steffi Graf. As dope as Alison Felix is, I gotta go with Steffi Graf. This is just just about how dominant she was, solely dominant to her sport for a minute. Okay. Once again, it's on you. Ooh, what you, what you gonna do? Ooh, well, like you said, the individual outweighs the team. You know what I'm saying? Twenty-two grand slams. That's that's hard. That's very hard to accomplish. And in like Jamal said, when she was doing it, she you know nobody wanted to really run up against Steffi Graf in her prime. And I'm gonna have to lean towards Steffi on this one. Um, like like Jamal said, it took it it, it took a, a a real goat of goats to surpass what Steffi Graf was already a goat in. You know what I'm saying? So that right. that's that's hard. That's hard. I, so, I am mad at that. So Steffi Graf moves on as we roll right along into she goes up against the goat of goats now. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is when I mean this this is when it's between us now. You know, we the first thank you for everybody who chimed in in the group when we posted it last night. Uh, the way the reactions are and the way the view count is right now, probably won't be doing that style again unless we bring a more interesting tournament. So the votes are now upon us. And TJ, your vote does count because okay. we are only sitting on, yeah, transparency. There's only one person watching us live right now. Hopefully more people will entertain and chime in through the email, through the comments on the podcast feed. But uh, we move on. I'm Serena Williams goes on to the semifinals. Nothing else to say from me. Yeah, it's, it's not even close. Yeah. So TJ, yeah, yeah, we already outvoted you two to one. Yeah, yeah, no that's brainer. a wash. It's almost like we can move Serena straight to the finals, but unfortunately, she's gonna have to either see Simone Biles or Mia Hamm. Jamal, mm. you you can vote first, even though I know where this is going. I know where this is going for me, but you mm. can vote first. Ridiculous matchup. <laughs> Ridiculous matchup. Give me a Simone Biles. Individual. Individual dominance again. I gotta I gotta get I gotta give her for it. And she's dominating for a minute too. And they both have longevity, but as far me and him might have had slightly more impact on the sport because gymnastics has a hardcore following, but on the sport. But yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm still going with Simone, man. The way she dominated, and I, I will add on to that uh, uh, knockout of Simone Biles, which she's definitely moving on because my vote is for her too. Uh, Simone Biles is global. Mia Ham was global was global. Simone Biles is global. And she's still in her early 20s. Still got a lot more time to capitalize and move on. Plus, the way celebrity works nowadays, Mia Hamm's kind of aged out. And plus also has Let me faded, ask you a question, kind of faded out. You know, Mia Hamm's kind of yeah. faded out. And is she still married to No More Garcia Parra? Like, I think they were married, Ooh. right? Yeah, they, they were married. They were, they were married. So she had the celebrity husband at one time who was a decent athlete himself in Major League Baseball. But 
her star has faded. Simone Biles got a long way to go. Let me ask you this though: if if Mia Hamm came out now around the same time Simone Biles came out, would it still be the same? No, would it still be it, as it, dominant. It would, it would be, be closer. No, would well, it be closer? she would still be. She would no. I mean, accolades. She would still be able to help the women's team continue to dominate, which they've kind of taken some steps back over the past few years, but still coming out strong and big in in where it counts. But right. No, the way you know the way Simone Biles literally shot out of a cannon and into the mainstream status and mainstream, you know, we all know who right. she is. We see her every day on subway commercials. We're gonna see. She's her a household name. She's Absolutely. a household name. And I She's think the, I think the younger girls would appeal more to a Simone Biles, part because she looks right. like them. She is the same stature as most of them, even though I know my oldest daughter towers over her already. And my oldest daughter is, I think, 5'5". <laughs> five, five, but that, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, like, I, and, you know, to keep it real, each one of my kids have all done some type of report on Simone Biles in school. Wow. You know what I'm wow. saying? So yep. if you want to talk impact, and there, there you go. A report was done by millions of kids on some mobiles. Me and Ham, indeed, maybe, but not by many. Like I said <laughs> earlier in the first round, when you have a move named after you in the Olympics, and then they try to change the rules because they don't want you to do it because nobody else can do it. They change the scoring. They change everything because nobody else can do what you can do. That's huge, huge on any level of any sport. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. That's crazy. They don't want other gymnasts trying it for fear and they would get hurt because Simone Biles is the only one that can pull it off. That's phenomenal. Phenomenal in any in every in any aspect. Yep, That's crazy. So she, so she moves on. Next up, it's Miss Diedrich. Babe, if you <laughs> if you like to call it that, but Babe versus Lisa Leslie. TJ, I don't know, I don't know about this you. one. I don't know about this one. Ten LG, uh, ten LPGA cha- uh, tournament uh, championships after she won a couple of gold medals in the Olympics. That's hard. That's hard. I mean, Lisa See, Leslie, now- I love her. Are we going recency bias here? I mean, come on. That's that's on you. That's on him. Criteria. Criteria. What was this? It was Lisa Leslie versus Babe. Babe Henderson. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't easy, brother. This ain't easy. She dominated in two sports. Two. Lisa Leslie got a laundry list of accolades in her in her one sport, but to win ten LPGA championships after she retired from track and field, who's doing that in any era? Who's they're doing very, that in any are, era? They're very similar in that they're most they're, they're talented in multiple disciplines like that, like ridiculous all around athletes, both of them. Right. <sighs> right. Lisa Leslie played volleyball too, right? Yeah, 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 she did. But she is. I know where I'm going with this one. 
I know, yeah, I know yeah, I'm going with this one. She is most known for her WNBA stats. Yeah. Right. And I, you know what? If TJ, you supposed to go first, but I'm going to just throw it out there. I'm uh, going, babe. You, you know. Yes, that's where I was going. That's where I was going. Yeah, I got to go, babe. Wait a minute. You got to you got to understand when she did her LPGA dominance in a time of racism at its height. You know what I'm saying? There was no equal opportunity for her. She did this during one of the worst times in history for black folk. And she she still went out there and crushed it. You got to think about that. That, that. Now, all the pictures on her are black and white. Babe is black. Babe is black. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's black. I didn't realize. It, she looked white in all these pictures. I mean, I, black and white. All right, no, Wind Tunnel TJ. <laughs> Wind Tunnel Yeah, TJ. that's me, but but uh, I'm going, babe. All right, so babe in a sweep, clean sweep from us. Last but not least, Jackie joined the courtesy, Diana Taurasi. Mm, we might have to go to the stats on this one. I just keeping it real, just keeping it really real because they've both done way too much in their life. I mean, way too much. Let me see. Let me get, <laughs> I'm gonna pull up Diana Taurasi first. Diana Taurasi's uh, laundry list of basketball accomplishments is right up there with Lisa Leslie's, bro. Yeah, if not more. Yeah, and it is. Okay, I thought I was muted, but I'm not. Three-time WNBA champion, two-time finals MVP, 10-time All-Star, 10-time All-First Team, four-time All-Second Team, Rookie of the Year in 04, five-time scoring champion, assist leader in 14, six-time peak performer, 15th anniversary team, 20th anniversary team, 25th anniversary team, WNBA greatest of all-time team, that's period, WNBA all-time scoring leader, six-time European champion, seven-time Russian National League champion, three-time Russian Cup winner, three-time Russian player of the year, Turkish National League championship, Turkish Cup winner, three-time NCAA champion, two-time NCAA tournament most most outstanding player, Wade Trophy winner, two-time Honda Sports winner, two-time Naismith Player of the Year award winner, WUB. No, USBWA Women's National Player of the Year in 2003, AP College Player of the Year in 03, Nancy Lieberman Award two times, Big East Player of the Year two times, four time US Basketball Athlete. Goat. Or oh, you just saying is goat, Dan. You just saying goat. 10, 12, 15, <laughs> five time Olympic gold medalist. Three-time world champion and one bronze in 06. My goodness. But <laughs> she is a goat. She did it on two continents. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She was Russian play of the year, like championships in another country. Jackie joined the Kersey. Three gold Olympic golds, two in 88, heptathlon long jump, and 92 heptathlon, silver heptathlon, bronze, two bronzes. Four gold in the world championships, 87 long jump, heptathlon, 
uh, long jump in 91, gold, 93, Stugart, heptathlon, go, all golds in the Goodwill Games, four of them, Pan American Games, gold. Um, this is a battle of, you know what, multiple sport disciplines when we're talking about the heptathlon. But what were those scores inside those heptathlons? How many? Of I don't those think events, it was close. How many of those events? Close. No. How many of those events was she beaten? Because that's a matter of just scoring points. Oh, it's, yeah. It's just total number of points, right? Yeah. I sat here and I got to go Diana Taurasi, to be honest with you. Mm. For the amount of shit that I had to read to finish her accomplishments. <laughs> In one, yes, one sport. Yeah. One sport. But the the laundry list was just way too fucking long. Like you said, multiple continents, the level of dominance to be on what is perceived as the greatest women's basketball team of all time assembled. She's a member of that. On top of all the other shit she did. I'm going Diana Taurasi. I'm gonna go to what you say, Jay. I'm gonna go with her because Diana Taurasi, her level of dominance, she's got like LeBron type level of dominance, like in advanced age. Like right now on her squad, if there needs to be a last shot taken, she's taking that shot. You know what I mean? And that squad and, is stacked. Yeah. So like she's still she she could have retired a few years ago, but she's just playing play and she she can still play another few years and still still be at the top of the game. That's you can't ignore that shit. And not Yeah. She just has a little bit more to push her over the edge in this matchup. Um for the way she dominated and, and the length of, of how she dominated. Um put it like this. Nobody's close to her in the NBA WNBA or or internationally for the stats she's put up. All right. It's just like you said, global dominance. No matter where she, basketball is played and she's playing, you gotta you you gotta give her her respect. She's 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 done everything and anything you've needed you you've ever wanted to accomplish in the sport of basketball, male or female. Period. Facts. So she moves on to the semifinals up against Babe Didrikson. Ooh. And once again, I'm sticking with Diana Taurasi. Not just because I've seen her. We said what Babe did. And it is still incredible to pivot from one sport where you got a couple golds and then win the LPGAs. Uh, you know, pretty much win the women's end of the LPGA several years over. Ten times. Ten, ten times, times, bro. Ten times. Ten times is a lot. But when you stack it up, what were her opponents like is when you think about it? Like, what were her opponents like in the LPGA back then? Where, you know, we look at, you know how we look at NBA players at, of that era and try to discount them like a Bill Russell trying to say, oh, he played against six foot five white guys, yada, yada. You played against whoever was the best in your time. You know what I'm saying? There's no given 
you know, there's no if ands, or buts about that. You played against whoever the best is of your era. She did that. But I don't see the stats around for her on how dominant or how much of a beating babe. she was putting on. Yeah, babe is that she was putting on other women to consistently win that many. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like Tiger Woods where we know Tiger Woods on any given Sunday, if he had that red shirt on, he could take the win or the loss. And he, we knew the other greats that was around him. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a recency right. bias case for me because I was going to say that. I was going to say that. For me, this is more of a recency bias case. And like Jamal said, Diana Taurasi is still doing it. Doesn't have to, but is still doing it. Still has her, her team in contention almost year in and year out for the WNBA playoffs and championships every year. Like, she epitomizes what the real meaning of an MVP is. Like, without her, that Phoenix Mercury team probably wouldn't be shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and she's got to carry them now while one of her other great teammates is still in Russian prison. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I, mm. I, I I gotta go. Unfortunately, I gotta go. Recency bias. I my vote is Diana. What you say, Jay? Yeah, Diana, man. Diana's again. She's one of the goats of goats, man. And that's that's it's just that's just what it is. That laundry list, like you read off, Dan, was ridiculous. That was it ridiculous, was. bro. It was. That was really, I hate to see what her trophy room looks like because you you don't have enough room to put up all the medals, trophies, plaques, whatever you want to call it. Her shit is stocked several layers deep. It's not even like she won one here. She won one. No, she won multiple times. Yeah. Overseas. She won multiple times in the States. She won multiple gold medals. Like, she's Jesus. Yeah, and you didn't multiple put, MVPs. See, you didn't put Maya Moore in this because Maya Moore's Maya Moore's stat catalog is just as long, maybe a little longer, but just as long as Diana Taurasi's. The only difference is she's not playing right now. I believe I don't think she came back. I know she considered her one time. I don't think she came back, but because you didn't put Maya Moore. I got to go with Diana. I got to go with Diana. So it is what it is. But Jamal, you go in Diana Taurasi. She moves on to the finals to go against the winner of, as our homie put it, the GOAT versus the GOAT. I'm not voting first on this one. This is Serena versus Simone. Oh. I'm Jamal. Oh, cool. Yeah. Go ahead. It's on you. <laughs> this is hard. This Ooh. is hard. This is I'm hard. I have to recuse myself because this is this is black and black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh. Ooh. I'm a, I'm gonna mute my mic. Go ahead, Jamal. I don't know if it's even worth comparing the records because they're just identical. The only right now, right now is Queen Serena. It's Just because she slightly edges her in the length. If Simone does it again in another Olympics, this is a different conversation. 
I I give you that. I give you that. And even even with Serena ranked, I think in like the 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 high two hundreds of the world right now. Like she's not even top ten, top hundred, whatever. Like, but it's also she's kind of taken off here and there. She she hasn't been as dominant in her later years as in her youth. Let me ask you this. If Simone didn't back out of uh, all the events she did in the Olympics and she came out and crushed it like she normally does, how would your vote go right now? It's, it's a slightly different comedy. I need one more Olympic. One more after this. Uh, yeah, I give it that. It, because, put it this way, Serena was 17 and she knocked off Steffi Graf, bro. Wow, you're right. She's, she's still playing. So that's the length of time to be do- to, 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 to be dominant. And yeah. because of injuries, you know, she had a kid. I get it why she wasn't as dominant as a lady is because you know what happens, you know, having a child is an assault on the body. It's tough. So, right. um, so I get for that. But in your mind, if she just said, okay, let me stop all this other stuff I'm doing. And just let me just take some more on tennis and play in another, another tournament. You don't think she could probably sneak one more win out? That's 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 my feeling, but no, not so only that, she 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 killed it with her sister in the doubles competitions too. Like we didn't even mention that, you know what I'm saying? We didn't even bring that up. Like her and her sister, like imagine you on the other side of the Williams sisters for a doubles tennis match. I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm throwing my racket up. I'm like, nah, chill, B. I don't want like, to. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll say it this simply. Her singles record is 855 to 152. Career titles, 73 overall. Grand slams, she has... One, two, three, four, five, six, 28, 28, 28, I believe. Yeah. Doubles career titles. Go for the record. Doubles career titles, 23, with a record of 190 to 34. Um, Jesus Christ. uh, Let's see. Olympic golds. She got four of them. Three in doubles, one singles. 2000, 2008, and two golds in 2012 in London. Um, mixed doubles, a record of 27 and four. Uh, yeah, I mean. Let, to, let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Let me ask both of you this. When they change the rules because you're so dominant, does that take it? Do you take that into consideration? Because they changed the rules for Simone Biles because she was so dominant. Like they penalized her for doing the moves that she was doing because nobody else could do it. That's ridiculous. Well, they just did that this year. Like literally, they just did that this year. And if we're taking, if we're talking about career gold, career medals, twenty-five golds. There's four Olympic. 19 world championships and two Pacific Rim. Second place is one in the Olympics, three world championships, and two in the Olympic bronzes, three world championship bronzes. Um, from overall team wins to individual team wins, 
all-around World the, Cup. She has two golds, one silver. This one is tough. This one is real tough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This one, this one isn't as easy as as expected. And we said 28 majors to 25 golds. So thinking thinking about the majors as golds, like, I mean, think yeah, thinking about the majors as golds, Serena caps off with more. And you think about it on the level of disciplines. Simone Biles has competed in more different disciplines and dominated more disciplines. Serena Williams, one discipline, but her win-loss record in singles, doubles, is nuts. and a mixed doubles is, I, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, Jamal, you said Serena. Yeah, over Simone. Yeah, over Serena. Yeah, I, I probably, I, I mean, the Olympic golds is different. You know, because uh, you competing against the best in the world. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? I'm gonna go Serena too, which she now moves on to the finals because you gotta think about it like this. Tennis is more of a nationally televised sport than gymnastics ever is. We only think about gymnastics every every two to four years. We only see it when it's world championships or Olympics. We don't see all those little meets in between those times. We don't Mm -hmm. get this. We don't get to visualize it. Unfortunately, I got to use that against Simone for the pick. Only like it's just because of that. Like, yeah, I said we we see in Simone Biles and her youth is grabbed the world and America's attention. Yes, she she's got a, a situation where they tried to use one of her strengths against her because nobody else could do what she did. And unfortunately, I'm sorry, y'all. When I said it, I said it when we talked about this topic. That's a you problem. Because you can't catch up. That's a you problem. That ain't a her problem. That's a you problem. That's a you problem. But with all that being said, for the length of time, Serena Williams was on everybody's ass. You know, I I, I gotta go, Serena. Yeah. yeah it was man. tough. It Ooh. was tough. This was That's really hard, tough. man. In the finals, but shit. It was tough. <laughs> but now the final is Diana Taurasi versus Serena Williams. Mm. Once, once again, this is this is tough. This is tough. I'm going, I'm going, they I'm both got laundry lists. They both got laundry lists, man. Jesus Christ. And you want to talk about individual sport. Well, this is team sport versus individual sport right here. But Tarasi, she has so many individual accolades that it matches Serena's pretty much, you know, to the T right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tarasi has so many individual accolades in a team sport that it's ridiculous. Like, she's one person that stood over the sport. It's the same way Serena has stood over the sport. I don't know. Even though it's a team sport, Tarasi can change a team just by being on it. 
completely. She kind of got that that uh, King James effect in a, in a way. Fact. This is this ain't easy either, gentlemen. This ain't easy either. <laughs> Dan, you read off that laundry list of what Tarasi could do. Like, like I said, globally she did it, but Serena, you you, you can't even say that because globally Serena's done it too. She's she's played against the best in the world. The pressure, the pressure she was under too. Yeah, yes. and I'm and I'm looking at Diana's high school records and, and not records but situation. She was the 2000 Cheryl Miller Award winner by the Los Angeles Times to the best player in Southern California. 2000 Naismith and Parade Magazine National High School Player of the Year. And the 1999-2000 Miss Basketball State Player of the Year in California, finishing her prep career, ranked fourth in state history with 3,047 points. She was named WBCA All-American and participated in the high school American game of 2000, scoring 12 points and was the MVP. Then she came to my UConn Lady Huskies and just did her damn thing. Her professional career is what it is. Let me see if I could get a whole total. There's no What's what's hard is that they're both still doing it, Jamal. They're both still doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's like but it's not like either one of them taking them off but see that both still doing it and you know uh, what we just said about dan tarasi is she's still doing it at a high level while let me pull up serena williams and i'm gonna pull her shit back again excuse me y'all um where is it at yeah, again, 70, 73 individual titles. That's crazy. 73 individual titles. Right now, but here's the difference in the, yeah, but she's doing it right now. Currently ranked 241st in the world. You know, that's, that, that, I mean, is that a, is that a knock? I don't know if we were counting in today's times only within like we have to go impact. Do we have to go impact at this point? I don't know. It has great impact. I'm not so much worried about her current ranking because that can change in one tournament. You know what I mean? That that easily can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and she she she's legit semi-retired. She's raising the. She got her fashion ventures and some other stuff going on. So she's playing when she wants to play, but. This one's tough. I don't, now I know in the group. As far as impact, though, who's had a great impact on this sport? Serena. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That might yeah. be the deciding factor. It's just only because Tarasi came around during a time where we had a, a, a plethora of great female basketball players, women basketball players. So this and, is true. And stood out over all of them. Yeah. So yeah but Serena came in and impact because you know Venus impacted it too because she was there before right yeah but Venus 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 came and went quick mm-hmm. because the pressure it, it, it seemed like the pressure tons of losses early 
you know, she had her she had her major wins early, and it it got it got blown up into reasonable proportions because she was a black woman first and foremost. Her youth at the time, her age, you know, at the time being uh, the player that she was, she was must watch television. And when you look at them, it's like what you see in, in the ball family right now. It's like, yeah, Lonzo was first, but little little brother was better. Yeah, it's like, so, yeah, and and Venus was first. It, she was, but when when Serena came out, she was dominant, and she stayed dominant. You know, there was no follow. No, but I it, it it's yeah, it was that. But it was what I was trying to say. Really, was was it was Venus was there, but holy shit, you got to watch out for her little sister. That and that's what I mean more about that. It was holy. It was like the that the hype train behind her was just as big, if not bigger. If we're looking at you know. Her and the ball, true, brothers, true. you know what I'm saying. Like and then she was, wearing cat suits out on a on a court and shit like that. You know what I'm saying. That was when all she that. Grew, that was when she grew into her body, where people right. was taking note. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But that's not you know you know that's getting sexist, and we ain't you know objectifying the body like that. But you know what I'm saying. It was good to look at. Now, that's not a comparison to Deanna Taurasi because we wasn't looking at. <laughs> you know, this ain't a body for body right. situation. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Serena was influencing the fashion in tennis too, though. You know, mm-hmm. she wasn't. She wasn't. She was influential in a, in, in a variety of ways. Yeah, like her and her sister was a part of the change for where you know you had to wear all white in most of these tournaments, and they kind of bucked the system and didn't. And got shit changed. So. Yeah, they were in the braids and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. More girls, I think, picked up a tennis racket than picked up a basketball. Put yeah. it like that. No, no, no. But because you don't think so? Of, no, I don't. I don't know. Because basket again, basketball is still one of the easiest sports to pick up and play. Now the difference in impact is we could we could see what. You know, racially, the impact of what Venus and Serena did by way of Coco Golf, by way of uh, Naomi Osaka, who she has to pick up the Serena Williams aspect of fuck them haters and stop the crying. Yeah, correct. I yeah. think yeah. Serena brought more new eyes to her sport than Diana right. did. I think. Like, that, that, yeah, that, that, she was much CTV the way people who who wouldn't, who wouldn't necessarily watch it. Me and Washington. That's the difference. Right. That's that's the yeah. Difference. She was like Tiger Woods in that sense. She was like hey, Tiger Woods in that that's sense. That's exactly like, where I was gonna go to. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I didn't watch golf before Tiger Woods, and I wasn't. I mean, I was interested in women's tennis. I mean, I I knew the household names: the Steffi Grass, the Chris Everett, and shit like that. Mar- uh, Martina Navratilova's of the world, but yo, like you said, when Serena was playing, it was must see TV. You like you stop what you're doing. And you want to see this sister get her shit on and pop. Yeah. So and I right. come from and I come from a family of we are some tennis watching ass people. Like I, I don't watch it as much as I used to, but like growing up, like my father, my mother would be there on the TV watching tennis, no matter who was there. You know, like they used to my mother used to consistently get freaking uh, US open tickets. 
it and go like you know i bring it to my uncle my one of my uncle's coaches tennis teaches kids tennis okay you know what I'm saying? Like my, you know, my family is some tennis watching people for yeah, real. Same here. Same here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this is before the Williams sisters. This is before black people watch tennis, yo. Don't 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 they sleep. Do. Black people yeah. watch tennis, oh, man. Of course. That, you know, I you did not watch tennis, golf man. before before Tiger. I didn't. I did right. not watch right. It's a dotted line. The reason why I play right. for now is because of watching this dude back in the early 2000s. Straight up. Yeah. And it's and and again and on the impact level of the Williams sisters as a whole, it's yeah they brought like you said Jamal they brought more new eyes to it because like I said we just defined we've been watching yeah but they brought newer eyes of people who you don't like what you know like you know that old saying what you know about this what you know about you don't know nothing about the, oh now you do yeah. cool cool you do know a little bit of something about okay cool. You brought those type of people, the casuals, the ones that are just checking because Serena's doing her thing. Uh, uh oh, she's she's in the in the, the the semis, about to make it. Now everybody turns on to see what she could do, to see if she can rock it. And basketball, once again, basketball is an everyday sport. Basketball is one of the easiest games to pick up. All you need is a ball and know how to bounce it, and then eventually know how to shoot it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I would say Diana, she might have had an impact on some kids. Like, yeah, that's my favorite player. But to to drive people to the television to watch the WNBA, they're still in that fight. And that, and that's yeah. where I would say the impact difference is, is the WNBA women are still in the fight of they want equal pay. They want better pay. But they need more people to put eyes on their program. Yeah. And, that, and Diana Taurasi is not moving that needle. No. A lot no. of people aren't talking about tennis right now without Serena Williams. Or actually, they are because of Naomi. But they're, but, but they're right. talking. Coco they're talking, Golf, yeah. They're talking more about Naomi on the you need to toughen up aspect. They big her up when she wins, but they, they definitely give her her verbal lashings when she's folding when she loses. And let's not get it twisted. Tennis is a hard sport. If you've never played tennis, go out there and try to run side to side and front and back. Tennis is a hard ass sport. It's more running than you actually realize. And you got to cover a lot of ground. The tennis court is not small. By no means. And it's, you it's, got serves coming back at you at like 80, 90, 100 miles an hour. I mean, that shit ain't easy, man. You, you got to have a backhand, a forehand, a forehand. You got to be physically strong in that sport. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, for to, to, to have the endurance and the lateral movement skills, along with trying to catch a ball that's moving off, a, off of a, a return, that's probably traveling 60 to 70 miles an hour, some cases faster. The quicks that you have to have in order to play that sport yeah. is fucking difficult. And we've seen Serena get and, and recover on some major, I mean, incredible shots and stuff like that. We've also seen her miss them and get extremely frustrated, show the passion. But I, I think we've, We've we've discussed enough in several several circles. To my vote is for Serena. 
my vote is for Serena. And it's off the aspect of the impact. You know, when she's on TV, the casual fan comes. The WNBA is their problem is is they're not generating the casual fan. And not enough I, exposure. You're right. I, no, 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 no. Yes, they have the exposure. They have the WWA has the exposure. It's are you turning on the TV to watch it? Yeah. The answer in no. the majority is really no. no. And I love no. personally, I love watching women's basketball over the men's sometimes. They play fundamental basketball. Um, they play fundamental basketball. They yeah, haven't Jay. had their, their Magic Bird or Jordan yet that, that flips that switch in the WNBA to do that. And that is, that's been – that's another conversation. All right. So I'm going to go with Serena. It could be that's biased it. to it. I, I'm going off the – the accomplishments, they're, they're, they're dead heat. I'm going off the other intangible that she brings and that – with Serena, I think she's she's got a greater impact. <coughs> if Serena's playing tomorrow, people are turning on to watch her win or lose. And no no one's doing that for Diana Taurasi. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Facts. The, William, Facts. The, the Williams sisters as a whole, but most importantly, Serena drives ratings. And that's and that's kind of where it's the intangible. It's 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 not the ability and athleticism on the court. It's the it's the intangible that kind of takes it, whether the, whether the people in the, in the group uh want to feel that or not. Like it's the intangible. It really is when you put it up against these two women, because accolades it's it it runs. They in my opinion they run fairly equally, but major tournaments like you're going through four to. Four to six, I mean, four to six, four to five matches a weekend or over a week or two weeks to obtain a championship. A basketball right. series, it could be anywhere between three to five games, three to seven games, but you got to do that over and over again. Now, yeah, the women's, the women's game, you know, the, the over the course of time in a season, it adds up. But think about you playing say you're playing say 20 tournaments a year right say you're playing and my math is slow so i'm pulling out the calculator 20 tournaments a year times six matches a tournament that's 120 games of tennis you played in a year alone yeah WNBA ain't playing that many games in a season yeah you know what i'm saying and it's like you said it's like you said you both of y'all said serena is must see tv Period. Mm-hmm. Period. You know when oh. she's on. You know when she's playing. And that's it. Yep. So, Serena Williams is it. She is the winner of this week's Sweet 16s. I mean, it was it it, it was almost kind of obvious that she was going to win. But the way that this final lined up, it really wasn't. It really wasn't was that easy. It was all about the intangible. It was all about the off the court stuff. I'm mean, not the off the court, but it was level of impact. What they've done for each individual sport here and there, and yeah, I mean, hey, 
We look at her as the GOAT for a reason. We look at her as the GOAT of athletes, male or female, regardless. So, Serena Williams, congratulations. You won an obvious award, in my opinion, but you won from us to saw five this week, Sweet 16. Greatest woman athlete of all time, but or greatest female, because I want to end the show with this. What's the, the the swimmer's name is what? Leah Thomas, right? This is something we've talked about. Oh. Not at, not at nauseum, but we've talked about this enough over the years where I know specifically myself, I've expressed there has to be a trans, somewhat of like a trans Olympics, something that can go on throughout the year where they can earn an income. They can, you know, think of like a diamond league for trans athletes. Now diamond league is a, a full track and field event, but this would be more of all sports from your swimming, your tennis, your basketball, your whatever, yeah, whatever sport, it could be one combined league. But this person, Leah Thomas, who was, they was like, at the time when he, when she was a he, was like a 420-something ranked swimmer, male swimmer in the world, transitioned and easily became the number one woman's you know, and there was a, a a meet recently where she won first place, but nobody respected it. Nobody respected it to the point where I believe it said the Florida governor, Rick DeSantis, was just like he celebrated the second and third place winners over over her. And this 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 topic is just becoming more and more of an issue, more of a, more of a hot button topic for people to discuss. And I, I, I still, I still stand by what I feel there should, you know, if I had the millions to keep it honest with you, if I had the millions and stuff to be able to create that for them, I would, I would. And you know, this ain't no, you know, not saying because I'm not no homophobe and ain't nothing like that. Everybody deserves sports. But just like how y'all scrutinized baseball for steroids, football, professional wrestling for steroids, every sport for anything that is quote unquote seen as a competitive advantage. We just seen this cat, the wide receiver from the Falcons, get banned a year. I mean, suspended for a year for betting. Everything in America talks about quote unquote competitive advantage. But nobody sees the competitive advantage that a male transition into a female has over over their the, their other sex counterparts. And I like to always bring back the woman, uh, Mac Beggs. I think that was her name. She was a wrestler in Texas who wanted to compete against the boys still at the time because she understood and still wanted to compete against the men and the boys. At, at, they said, nope, you have to go by what your gender assigned is. So she went into women's wrestling and dominated. But e- even she understood, yo, I understand the unfairness of this. Let me still compete well, against the men. It's funny because Dave Chappelle brought this up in his comedy show. He said, what if LeBron James 
wanted to play another five years of basketball after, you know, he was done with the men's and transitioned to a woman, he'd still be super dominant. Super dominant. He'd break every fucking record that would be known in a women's basketball league if LeBron James transitioned to, to a woman. That is completely unfair. Completely unfair to the women who to the Diana Diana Taurasi's of the world. You know what I'm saying? That that's how unfair it is. So um I'm with you on that, Dan. They need their own category, their own separate events, what have you, because it's an it's, it's an unfair advantage. It's a, it's just completely an unfair advantage. And then all you want to support equality, this that, and the third, but it's not equal. It's not equal on no level. Right. And that, and that's the issue, Jamal, is that it's when, when you get, again, 400 and something against men. So literally saying you sucked at your sport. <laughs> like that's a, like and, and that's and to me, there's a level of disrespect in that to the women. It's like, oh, you, you know, so you can't you can't beat that. You can't beat them. So you joined us. Because yeah. you Listen, Dan, if he was in the top five, if he was in the top five, we wouldn't be discussing him. Yeah, not at all. When he was a him, we wouldn't be discussing if he was top five, right? Period. Right. I mean, they, Jamal, they even talking on the levels of I've seen uh, some articles where they were like the women that were, they that she was competing against, like they're uncomfortable to be in the same locker room with him because he still got his junk. Yeah, I I I, I was reading that uh, this morning. Um, you know, it, it's it's. Uncomfortable conversations that need to be had, though, because as this develops uh, within within society, um, we have to develop on how we're going to handle it, and and, and 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 have it. Because right now, um, I I think I've said this before, but like I think it it's it can be dangerous, you know, it can be dangerous, especially when it comes to like combat sports or. or, or really physical sports is like, you know, let's not wait till somebody gets hurt seriously or seriously injured Which, before we say, okay, maybe we should have rethought this. Within society, you can you can be whoever you want to be. But now when you're competing physically, there is a distinct advantage you may have based on what you assigned at birth. And you that that always has to be part of the conversation. There's there's no rules in place to protect anybody right now from from, from that. So I mean Let's go back to LeBron James. So, you know, uh, I I know the Chappelle bit you was talking about, TJ, uh, was, you know, say LeBron James goes to the NBA, he comes down with a monster rebound, he starts doing the Carl Malone, and he decapitates somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) It's lights out. It's lights out. But it's not saying... But it's not... But that's not... And that's not... Necessarily saying that women are soft because no, because no, because there there has yes, and there has been many of trans women MMA fighters who've gotten their asses kicked. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they they've gotten their asses kicked. You by by, by women with more experience. Yeah. Exactly, because you know you still have to have the skill for it, which is the truth. Mm-hmm. But right. The reason why. You know, PEDs aren't allowed in sports or anything that's going to give you a physical competitive advantage. That's not natural. Right. 
Right. So, right. I mean, now we are a bunch of men here, and this is where, again, once again, we, we would like to have, was, yeah. we would like to have more women on a discussion like this because I want to ask the question out there for 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 everybody to an, to answer nowadays is, and I've had this shit in my head for the longest. There was a time just a few years ago where women were getting mad because we were we as men, most men would say female and calling women female. And women would say, oh, y'all don't hear us running around calling y'all males. You call us men. But then when you think about talking in like this and, and you know, and you know how, how niggas like to say, yo, as a man, yo, as a man, but then people would say, now nah, you don't act like a man. You act more like a boy. So can is it now okay to get back to distinguishing? You're a female, but these people here, they are women because they are identifying as women. But the biological term, by biologically, they are not biologically women. Dan, you can identify as slim all you want. No, right, right. You know but I don't, but I, I, right, right. And see, and it, though that's fucking funny, though that is funny, it, I, I don't want to feel disrespectful about it. Right. And, and that's why I, if y'all know anybody out there, if, if y'all listen to this on the playback because you're not here live right now, and y'all know somebody who's trans, please invite them on because we want to ask honest questions. When I, and and I have the ultimate love and respect for anybody who was strong enough and brave enough to continue to be themselves, no matter what, no matter what face of adversity uh, they they face. No, it don't matter. We would love to have that kind of conversation here because I transparency. We need to have more conversations like this. This show is going to have to start transitioning into more serious type of conversations than what we normally do on a daily basis because I'm going to keep it real. When it comes to sports podcasting, y'all ain't listening unless it's a freaking former famous person. And I know because we've been dealing with this. We've been doing this here. These brothers are new to the podcast. JP and I has been running with this for the past six of the seven years in this show. And it's been sports and y'all aren't showing up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm this ain't no crying, no begging, please listen to us. No, we'll let our content do that to make sure y'all listen to us. But we want to, I, I definitely want to transition into more real topics, more other funny topics outside of, yeah, we can always add in the sports topics no matter what. But if right. y'all are down with that, man, then we, we that's yeah. why we going to move. That's how I want to move. Yeah. I don't know about y'all. 100%. No, I'm with it. I'm with Actually, it. I'm with it. I know I, I know three transgender individuals. Um, I will reach out and please, I, I, please do and um, see if they would they would uh, be willing to come on. Um, I found them to be really courageous individuals. Like it takes a lot of strength to do what they did. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, they're generally very open. You can ask whatever you want because for the most part, they they do want to educate enough and to, to give people. That's what and that's what we want. And that's exactly, what you want. Exactly. Because there's too many, too many. I mean, and, and I can say this, that at, in my younger years, I 
felt homophobic. But it was that was the era. You know, like that was the era. Like, like I, I hear people say on other podcasts and stuff, like, yo, like if you grew up in 90s hip hop culture, <laughs> the fuck is that, DJ? I don't know. It's a bird <laughs> crying for help. He's sending out the alert. There's a hawk out here. So he's sending out the alert. He's coming. <laughs> but nah, but like, uh, and I kind of halfway agree with the statement of like, we grew up in 90s hip hop culture, rampant in homophobia. But, yes. eventually, but eventually, you know what? We grew up. Most of us. Most of us have grown up. You know, to where I don't think like that no more. Because if I'm here and, and people don't like this, this part of, of the topic, but if I'm here as a black man who wants equality for our people, wouldn't it behoove me to not want equality for everyone? You know, you, yes. you, you get what I'm saying? But this is this is where that slogan of all lives matter it 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 was proper but it was stupid because it was actually being used as a weapon opposite of what people wanted but of course we know everybody's life matters like you sound like an asshole doing it saying it because you were trying to use it to dismiss something else dismiss the equality of other people and like people used to say, all lives can't matter if black lives don't matter. That's right. Word but, up. You know what I'm saying? But all lives generally and technically do matter in my book. Unless you're a fucking pedophile, then you can just die. And I'll end that at that. So Jamal, definitely, man, if you could get them even individually or even as a group or even just one of them, whatever. If they are down for the questions, please. Especially, we want y'all in the comments to come through with the questions. Be respectful when you come through because if it's any dickhead shit like what happened last night on our WrestleMania broadcast, uh, some fucking dude that said that had a name called I Rape Little Boys and I Rape Little Girls on YouTube kept throwing up comments. They got the instant block. And I didn't say it on the, on the show last night because they didn't deserve no energy. That's asshole troll tendency, and your ass should be in jail just for having a fucking screen name like that. So your lives don't matter, but everybody else's does. <laughs> and we'll end that at that, man. We're going to have some more dopeness coming to y'all. I think, I, I don't know, do y'all like this once-a-month tournament type of idea, maybe? Yeah, let's do dope. it, man. It was let's really good. Yeah. yeah. This, but I, this, one, this, one was, this one was, to me, the obvious one. But we're going to have some more fun, funny ones. I got plenty of ideas in my head from fucking video games to wrestling theme songs to all types of shit. We we, we, we got to try to mix this up, y'all, to get y'all more, more engaged with what we're doing. But with that being said, Jamal, you know what to do. Yo, shout out. A pleasure chopping up with y'all again uh, this weekend. Um Great show last weekend as well. This show, great show this weekend. Look forward to future topics like this. Um, shout out TJ out there in the, in the wilderness with with turkey vultures. Yo, and shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yo, I got two hawks over here, and they're like chewing up a squirrel and shit. Like this is crazy to me. Oh, no, man. <laughs> yo, get a picture. 
You got to get some video and send it. As soon as I'm just done. saying, if you can see the trees over there, but Jesus Christ. Yo, man, you need to be armed for the show, bro. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> can have shotguns up there. Yeah, <laughs> but no, sh you know, shout out, Mayor. I'm looking forward to next week as well. TJ. Yeah, shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to you, brothers. This was another great tournament. Uh, very good, healthy discussion on all topics, especially this transgender uh, uh, being part of sports. Um, yo, we we need, like you said, Dan, we need more topics like this, more hard-hitting stuff. And Jamal, if you could get, like like Dan said, one or all three of them to come on the show, please get them on the show. Your people check out the QR code over by uh, Jamal's head over there and uh, log into the show on, on, on all the sites. And come check us out. We we out here doing our thing. Word up. And I'm gonna throw, you know what? I'm gonna throw it out on TikTok too, see who might respond and in, in interest in having this discussion. Because yeah, it's you know what everybody loves to say, let's have the discussion, let's have the discussion. Motherfucker, we got the platform for the discussions. So bring them word. Shits. <laughs> bring them shits. Or if you are a person who wants to have these discussions, guess what? Podcasting is free, easy to do. Do that shit. Have these discussions. Stop being Word. afraid of talking and having these types of discussions. Because that's what they're, they're here for. That's what we're here for. And with that being said, peace. We'll see y'all next week. Shout out to disabled shout out to, dis <laughs> shout out to disabled planets. We beat you to it. <laughs>